A personal update, those two that were still in college of Carol and I's five kids are all graduates now. I'm also looking for extra work to, uh, to, to pay for those graduates. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm honored to be here. and. Um, and particularly honored to, uh, have the, to have the opportunity to talk about Montana history. Um, and the word I'll use is, uh, is passion. And uh, you'll see that most of us that deal with uh, history, and especially history of our homeland, are passionate about what we, what we talk about. And so, uh, so I hope that, um, that when we're done with this weekend, that, uh, that you too have passionate over the uh, our passion over the homeland of the Salish, the Salish people. Um, before I say anything, I, I want to uh, I want to introduce Tony Incashola, who will be uh, he'll be speaking. Uh, he and I are tag teaming today. Tony is the uh, director of the Salish Ponderay and uh, Culture Committee in Saint Ignatius, um, a U.S. Army veteran, um, a cultural icon. I hope I don't embarrass him by telling him telling him that or saying that, but. Um, Tony is a, is a person that, um, that, that lives uh, tribal, tribal protocol in the sense that um, he sees value in everyone, in everything. And uh, he leads quietly but firmly. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm honored to call, him, uh, to call him friend and to be able to share, uh, share this uh, talk today with him. So Tony Incasola will be up in just a moment, but um, but he is a man of high regard, and I respect him deeply. So that having been said, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the homeland of the Bitterroot Salish, Scale. That's the uh, that's the word we describe ourselves as as people. And I found out uh, found out looking through the the, um, the brochure that. Um, uh, one of the subjects in the, in the breakout sessions is uh, Bitterroot politics. Now, we may need to spend three or four days, weeks, months, um, <laughs> discussing Bitterroot politics, but, um, but, but I, find that, uh, I find that was interesting because I'm going to talk a little bit about Bitterroot politics today, too. Um, we, also, uh, we also talk about native land and history does grow on trees, and, um, and we're going to talk about that too because we have a, an iconic place here. We have holy ground all up and down this Bitterroot, and, um, and part of that holy ground is what we'll talk about today, and that is the, uh, the uh, area of the medicine tree. And, um, and so today, today I'm, uh, I'm here addressing you uh, not as a tribal councilman, um, not specifically as a as a politician, but simply as a as a tribal member who has uh, deep feelings, connections, and ties to this holy land. Um, the um, truly the Bitterroot is our homeland, and and think about that. Think about the homeland and what you feel like in your homeland. I was asked to talk about feelings and emotions. Those of you who know me, um, you know. Him? Talking about feelings and emotions? <laughs> well, today I'm going to talk about that. And, um, and this is an emotional place, a place of deep feelings. Um, I taught anthropology for 30 years. 
and uh, at Salish Kootenai College. And, and um, one of the things that's always, one as an anthropologist, but always as an observer since I was a little kid, is the idea of home range. How many of you know about home range? Four of you know about home Okay, all right. Well, let me explain about home range um, to the other 296 of you here. Um, home range is something that we, as, uh, as anthropologists, we talk about, uh, about primates and primate behavior, and every primate uh, operates in something called a home range. And specifically, a home range is a place where you essentially feel comfortable, uh, a place where you, um, where you basically spend most of your time roaming, making your living, um, doing what you do. And, um, and we don't necessarily feel that same comfort when we leave our home ranges. And uh, uh, just an example is, um, uh, have you ever wondered have you ever wondered how can anybody feel comfortable with their borough in New York City? Huh? Anybody ever been to New York City? It's past Missoula. Uh, just, just so you have an idea. Um, yeah. Or, or, or how about uh, how about folks that live in the desert in that arid, hot climate? And, and yet, what do they want to do? They want to go back. They feel feel at home there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Get this, is anybody here from Butte? <laughs> Do you feel at home when you go back to Butte to those wonderful ethnic neighborhoods? Yes, yes. To people that are not from Butte, um, it, uh, it's, it amazes us to uh, think that you feel that way, but it, it, it really is a fact. And part of my upbringing was uh, on the Slovenian side of my family um, came from uh, from the home range of East Butte, um, McQueen in particular. It's, uh, if you're familiar with where the pit is, <laughs> what a perfect name for McQueen. Uh, the, uh, but we loved it. We loved it. The family always felt comfortable there. And I, I bring up home range and, and talk about it because we're here in the Bitterroot, in the home range of the Salish people. And we think of this place with deep, deep passion. Um, we uh, we're, we're familiar for generations with this home range. Now, everyone knows about uh, uh, about the uh, the written history of this place. Certainly, there's books out out in the foyer that you can learn about the history, the written history of this place. But um, but I want to talk again about feelings. And one of those feelings is: Have you ever experienced? Regardless of how long you've been away from home, when you come back, is there something inside of you that simply says, ah, I'm home, I'm home. You might not be able to explain it, but you say, ah, I'm home. I think most all of us have experienced that to some degree. And for people that grew up, especially in Indian country, um, where we define our lives in many ways, but always the central theme is that extended family. When we come back, there's the physical part of, ah, I'm home, but there's also the extended and traditional part of, I'm home, I'm where I'm supposed to be. This is the place that, that houses the bones of my ancestors. How wonderful a feeling that is, and how uncomfortable it is sometimes to, to be away. 
Incidentally, if you have been away and you felt uncomfortable, you may be experiencing agoraphobia. Huh? What's this guy talking about? Agoraphobia. It's called fear of the field. And it's a, it's a malady that is associated with horses that leave the paddock. Huh? That leave the paddock. Sometimes we have that feeling when we've left our home range. Therefore, that's why there is such an incredible, an incredible draw to be where we belong. And we really believe that this, this Bitterroot is one of those places, the primo place, actually. Now, we, um, any anthropologists in here? Okay, we got a couple of anthropologists. We, um, uh, we, we anthropologists love to, uh, to, to talk in, um, in philosophies. We don't actually know if we're a science or a discipline. Basically, we can shoot off our mouth about just about anything. Huh? <laughs> Isn't that fun? You know how this, this is great. And we can be authoritative about it. You know? <laughs> My God, I know it. Um, but the, the archaeological record says that the Salish people and their descendants have been in this extended homeland for 14,000 years. 14,000 years. Isn't that remarkable? Do we have connections with this land? Profound connections. Just to give you an idea, the last draining of Lake uh, Glacier Lake Missoula was approximately 10,000 years ago. Our ancestors were looking down on Glacier Lake Missoula 4,000 years before, before it emptied the last time. That's a connection. That's a connection, and we're born into it. Now, the... Uh, a casual observer, and I did this casually, um, yesterday driving up through the Bitterroot, and, or down through the Bitterroot, and um, e even a casual observer would know that there is something native, there is a native connection to this land. Um, the, uh, I, I, I know some of you say, yeah, well, we got a Walmart. Huh? You know, we see all those, uh, all those uh, native people in the Walmart. That's not the connection I'm talking about. Huh? I'm talking about the connection of place names, place names. Virtually every place in this, this valley that we're in today, in this whole extended area, has a Salish place name. Now, there's a fellow that's sitting next to, uh, that's sitting next to Tony named Thompson Smith. Thompson and I are good friends. He is a remarkable historian and uh, employee at the Salish Pondere Culture Committee, and he and I were just talking about uh, about place names. It tells a great deal about the people that are or did inhabit an area, what they called it. I drove up and I saw some of the the, the uh, some of the names of the streets, of the roads. Is there is there something that ties to Indians? Yes, there was a Indian Prairie Loop. Uh, I noticed White Cloud Drive. I even noticed Kootenai Creek, huh? Kootenai Creek, some kind of a connection, some kind of a connection. Well, as I drove through there and read those names, I could feel something that is, that is primal somewhat to us. And that this is a place of, this is a place of connection and a place of balance. And by that I mean, this is a place where, where we sought out, we have our traditional native religion, and it was greatly in tune with a triune God. And uh, we sought out 
the black robes. We were never conquered in battle. Um, we reserved our reservation for ourselves. Huh? Albeit, in the negotiations, we wanted this place, this holy ground. Okay, but we do we do have that we do have that connection, and um, and, and it was so important that uh, this place of shelter. When you look at the mountains on either side, you can imagine someone caressing you and holding you. A place of shelter, very very important. Now. <coughs> Everybody knows the story of when we were moved to the Jocko, uh, to the Jocko Reservation um, and uh, Jocko Agency and, and Charlo, uh, a remarkable, remarkable man, um, said no, he chose to stay here along with, uh, with a, a band of, uh, of, of his followers. And um, you know, it, it struck me um, that when he, he finally moved to the reservation, he moved right just barely onto the reservation on the south end of it, um, just inside, as far as he was going to come. But, you know, he, he moved because he was in charge of a group of people who literally were starving. And so he made his decision for his people with his belly, but he made the decision for his heart to stay here. His heart is here, and so is the heart of the Salish people. Now, the... Um, Tomorrow we celebrate the 175th anniversary of the um, of the Jesuits coming to the Salish, and um, and uh, it's it's a land that was a landmark thing that happened, huh? and um, and it's part of for everybody's collective understanding. It's part of this history conference. It's tied together, um, and I uh, I really suggest that you you come and and experience that. Um, because again, you'll be on holy ground. Now, the idea of history grows on trees. Um, it does. It does. And Tony will probably mention the uh, mention the medicine tree. Uh, when you hear the idea of medicine, what do, what do you think about? Huh? Healing. Healing. Yeah, healing. It's generally a good feeling, huh? Think about it. that's the medicine we need. Unless you went to the, the nuns um, to, to, to school, and, um, and every day they would give you a spoonful of unidentified brown stuff, huh? <laughs> unidentified, and call it our medicine. To, to this day, I, it has no connection to the medicine tree, okay? And spoonfuls of brown stuff I generally try to avoid, okay? But, but overall, Medicine it has a good feeling, and it certainly, certainly has a good feeling to the to the Salish people. Um, if you've ever been down to uh, to see it, to see that holy, holy ground, um, you'll you'll feel you'll feel the uh, I'm from the '60s. You'll feel the vibrations. Huh? You feel the good vibrations of the the Salish people um, because it is a place that is purely good. It is a place that salves suffering. It is a place that allows you to put your hands on that tree. To put your hands on that tree. Um, I, I, I often find it, um, just to see that tree with the broken top, that it's akin to maybe uh, uh, the Salish go down there every year, and, uh, and, we, um, and, and we spend time with that tree. We spend time with that ground, with that dirt. Um, but it's, it's much like a, pilgrim, a pilgrimage to, um, 
I don't know, perhaps the, uh, to the Vatican, Mecca, to the, uh, to the Wailing Wall in Israel, uh, to spend time uh, before, uh, before the Buddha. Um, it's, it's, it's a place that's similar to the great cathedrals of Europe. It's a place of prayer. It's a place of hope. Um, when you put your hand on that, on that tree, and we, we do it in, in, uh, as individuals, uh, we all go down in a group. When you put your hand on that, it's very akin to that warmth that you feel when you hold your mother's hand. Huh? Or you come up behind your mother, your grandmother, and you hold onto her skirt. It's a good feeling. Yes, it's good. It's good. And we throw our offerings up into a tree right behind the, uh, the main tree. And... Um, and in those bundles are our hopes, our, uh, our concerns, our petitions, our thanksgivings. And they, they, they stand up there as a, as a memorial to the Salish spirit in the Bitterate. And, um, and, and for that, I'm eternally thankful. Now, all these things are quite wonderful. And these are how we feel. Um, but, but I'm going I'm to conclude with... Um, my portion of this with, with um, how are things today? How are things? Three years ago, we came, we being the tribal council at that time, came down to have a meeting with the uh, county commissioners here in the county. And, um, and we thought we would have a, a wonderful day of government to the government um, conversation and dialogue. And um, I'm sure some of you read about it in the paper. It, it turned out to be a very, very painful experience. Um, one of the county commissioners, I looked around the room and don't see him here, um, but one of the com com county commissioners went so far as to, uh, as to essentially accuse us of, uh, we, wanted, uh, we were thinking about putting uh, the land at the, uh, at the medicine tree, that holy ground, in trust. And, uh, and he accused us of trying to, of trying to upset the, uh, the, the taxes in the county. And, um, and, and followed that up by saying um, that he was sure that we were going to build a casino there. And, um, and another, another official um, told us about him going on a fact-finding tour up to Hill County, up to Haver, where the, the sheriff up there told him there are, there are many, many drunken Indians in our jail. Huh? Wow. We were absolutely shocked. It was disbelief for our ears to hear such a thing, to think that we would take our holy ground, that place of hope, that place of concern, that place of healing, and make a casino out of it, and to say that, say that publicly, we, we were we were we were shocked, and then we were saddened, and then we were mad, we were angry. We didn't expect that to be the state of what's happening here in the Bitterroot. Didn't it? Thankfully, guess what happened? Guess what happened? There was hope. There was real beauty. The non-Indian community jumped to 
the Salish tribes support. It was really quite a remarkable thing. People flooded the tribal offices with, that's not we how we feel, as those two men said so. And it made local news, regional news, and national news. And so, so many of the people that call this their homeland too, non-Salish people, came to our, came to our uh, appreciation and said so publicly. Even to the point of one man with a large family wrote us a letter and said, if the county's concerned about the taxes, we'll pay the taxes. Our family will do it. Can you imagine how we felt? Can you imagine how we felt? This is good ground. This is a ground filled with hope, filled with healing, filled with love, unconditional love. Are we optimistic? Absolutely. Are we somewhat defensive? You bet. You bet. But when we look to the future, we look to the past and we see this as the holy, holy ground that truly it is. And so in speaking of holy ground, and I started out with the idea of why are those Salish people so passionate about this place? Why are they so passionate? I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Tony Incashola, and um, he'll be able to explain what that passion is. It runs deep. Oh, by the way, um, my grandma always said it's healthy if you, if you love the ground, if you love your homeland, that you should have a teaspoon of dirt from it every day. Grandma told me that. So your assignment. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you, you know what I mean. Lemon special. <laughs> 